Coach B. What's up, Drew? How's it going? Good. I'm just going to share. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, so let's shoot this out and um, kind of kick it off here. All right. All right, Coach B, um, we're recorded, so I'm going to I'm going to kind of kick us into just a little bit of uh, why we're even in the spaces, give a little bit of context for everybody listening and, and going to listen, maybe to the recording, and then we'll uh, we'll dive into today. And we have some some cool stuff to talk about today, from uh, utility updates from med athletes. Um, we have some cool announcements and news from the uh, NFT365 community, and uh, I also want you to be able to share a little bit about your uh, strength series. I think that's um, something that's really innovative in the space, uh, tied to your personal brand, tied to your offer, and uh, it's your way to kind of uh, make impact in the space, which uh, we're all about, of course, and that ties in perfectly because it ends up being a utility format athletes holders. Um, so I want to give you a little bit of time to chat about that and maybe some of the experience that, that you've had with, uh, with getting people interested, but also starting to actually find impact and, and find some benefits and utility from uh, your own offer, which is really your first collection, which is uh, which is really exciting, but I also think five to ten years from now we'll look back and um, it'll be the start to something really really significant. So um, I'm really excited about that. And then we also have a few uh, maybe a few friends and guests joining us. And I saw uh, the BJC account came up, which is our, our good friend Naomi, and she has a, a lot to share. And we actually haven't heard from her in a while, and so I'm really interested to dive into uh, what she's been up to recently and and also. Um, Maybe if she could explain a little bit about her story and her mission uh, when she first started in the space, because I know there's a great story there that we haven't really dived into just yet on spaces. But um, before we get into all that, uh, every Wednesday, we're going to be coming around, most likely around the same time, about 1130 to the noon time frame. Um, we want to come on spaces. We want to connect with the community. And we also want to share uh, just some of the playbook, some of the playbook that uh, we use, some of the playbook that our coaches and mentors use. Um, Ultimately, this community and, and this collection exists to help our holders win in life. That's our mission. That's our, our mission statement. And uh, we want to be able to relay that in multiple forms of communication, whether that's a, a podcast listen, whether that's in DMs when you're literally just talking to us one-on-one. -on -one. Um, we want to provide as many different realms of communication as possible so that uh, everybody has um, their ideal, their preferred method of, of receiving information and receiving uh, notifications and announcements. And uh, we... We're highly, I would say we're empathetic to the fact that not everybody is going to be on Discord and not everybody is going to see all the announcements. And so um, as a team, we want to make sure that we're communicating efficiently and effectively uh, with all the people that do care about this project and do care about the community. And so um, a weekly Twitter spaces will be going on um, for for honestly it might always go on we might always hop on on wednesday and uh me and coach b had even talked about maybe having some of these wednesday spaces turn into some podcast uh, episodes in the future but um before we dive into a few more things uh i just want to cover a little bit of the utility uh, i would say the main utility of, of meta athletes um i'll say that as of recent the community has really been coming together and, and for us i mean having this this awesome not just a gm group but an awesome just outlet for us to kind of pop in coach B. I know that you have, you have like teams coming in all throughout the day and, and you're still extremely active. Uh, I'm on zoom probably four or five times a day. And in between I'm able to pop in and, and talk to the community. And, and um, it's really not just the community. It's, it's friends. Uh, it's people that we become really, really friendly with. And um, it's amazing. You know, like even today I had this, I had this kind of thought uh, when I pulled up my phone and I pulled up Facebook 
and I saw uh, Jorge's post on Facebook. I'm just like, man, I'm Facebook friends with this guy. Like, this is, uh, he's not just part of the community. He's not just a holder. But <laughs> when we're friends on Facebook, that's when you know that the relationship kind of hits the next level. And it was literally just a picture about, like, him and his wife. And it was, like, their anniversary. And I was just like, man, it's, it's really cool to see that some people, you know, that hold this NFT and people that are on NFT Twitter uh, show up in my real life on, on things like Facebook. And um, for me, that's when it hit, when it's, like, it's not just a community. It's even deeper than that. But um, outside of just the community, you know, we have meditations with MLB mental skills coaches, Darnell McDonald. We just did that a couple of days ago. And um, for me, it's not even just a time to, to reset and relax. It's actually a time for us to even connect deeper with the community as that's a zoom call. And, you know, we'll probably go about 20 or 30 minutes, just kind of shooting it around and, and checking in on everybody before we actually dive into a meditation. But, um, but coach Darnell shared a lot of great insights from, his, his championship winning uh, culture that he developed with the organization with the Chicago Cubs when they won in 2016. And um, to me, that was, it's invaluable to hear it straight from the coaching staff that put together a championship winning team after a long drought. I mean, for, for me personally, it, it means a lot. And um, I know we have a lot of coaches within our community that can take some of these resources and apply it to, to their mission, apply it to their youth team or college team or whatever it might be, or maybe just their children. Um, but it was really impactful for me. And, and, um, and to me, that's massive utility. And Darnell is somebody who, you know, not just show up once a week, but if you reach out to him, if you DM him, um, he's somebody that will definitely reach out, especially if you're a holder and, and fan and, and member of the community. Um, something else that popped up yesterday within our community is uh, one of our members, actually one of our mods and, and good friends, um, Keith, was asking about how he can up his game in Twitter. And uh, Fanzo put out a masterclass. I want to say it was about a month ago. He put on like an hour and a half long masterclass. And you know, Fanzo is, he's not just a great speaker and marketer, but he's somebody who, he has mastered the game of Twitter. He's mastered how to understand um, not only how to get in front of people, but how to, how to use um, his short amount of characters to, to make an impact and to make an impression. Uh, I think he has 140 or 150,000 followers. But the most impactful thing for me is, He's, he's the most followed account by CMOs of like top 500 um, Fortune or Fortune 500 companies in the world. And he's, he's held that status for multiple years. And so um, he's obviously doing something right, but he also has a way of tying together in real life events, uh, live video, live podcasting to, to really take his account and, and, and build his brand uh, through Twitter. And so he's somebody that you should pay attention to 100%, but having resources like his recorded masterclasses, that was a paid masterclass to go to uh, about one, maybe it was two months ago. Um, that's massive value. And that's just something that we can, that our holders will have access to probably in the next couple of days. Um, the third main, in my opinion, the biggest piece of, of utility with meta-athletes is just having Coach B as a resource. Um, not just in the community, but he's literally providing programs, resources. And this is somebody with over 20 years experience in strength and conditioning community um, at D1 schools. And, and his, his network is massive. And what excites me the most about Coach B is it's not just Coach B, but we can also tap into his network of other strength and conditioning coaches. Um, these are people that are, are, you know, high levels IQ, high levels EQ, but also they're constantly learning and they're constantly developing their own uh, skill set their own programming to be the best of the best and the, and the top one percent of high performers in the sports world and to me that's fascinating and, and to be connected and chatting with these people um it's an unbelievable resource for myself and uh, coach b i want to kind of kick it over to you because you've launched the, the strength series utilizing the ip of your lazy lions your lazy cubs um it's really cool to see and for me like it's 
just having that available for holders is huge. But like I mentioned a little bit earlier in the space, I just think we're going to look back and realize that uh, it was the start to something really cool in the way that you're able to build and, and really make impact on others through your own experiences. Uh, so Coach B, if you don't mind just kind of sharing your process of, of getting that launched and then maybe how the interactions with some of the holders are going so far. Yeah, thanks for thanks for the the awesome intro, Drew. And I really do love the momentum that's been kind of been going for the last couple of weeks. When, you know, as we kind of shifted away from from Discord, we're still in the Discord, but like really with Twitter and in and I think the community has become a little bit stronger. Um, the connections have be, have got have deepened, and it's been really cool to just kind of show up every single day. And and you're right, we've all become friends. And um, you know, I look forward to those. In real life, if you're gonna if you're gonna play pond hockey with Grady in Alaska, or if we're gonna hang out somewhere in Boston with Kevin, or wherever we're gonna be, but it'll be it'll be fun when we when we can all connect. But um, it, thanks for letting me talk about the Lion String series. It is something it's something that I do in real life. It's um, I've I've made no um, I haven't tried to hide the fact of what I am and what I do, and, and I've tried to blend everything that I do within physical reality as well as my digital reality. Um, and I think it made a lot of sense to be able to utilize my skill set and the things that I've been good at for the, you know, the, the better part of my career and the better part of my life is in, in to help other people become better. And, you know, that's why I think I've been attracted to meta athletes and I'm thankful to be part of the team and be included and to try to help push the brand and push the narrative and, and try to help spread the word about um, what you see and what everybody kind of sees is, is what the potential is with meta athletes and, and, and I think a lot of people don't quite realize the the extent of the utility yet, um, because it is it, it is a mastermind. It is these individual consultations that people could pay, you know, hundreds and thousands of dollars or go to a conference and you might be able to hear somebody speak, but you're not really connecting with them. And when you're in Web3 and you're in an NFT community, you have the ability to connect on such a deeper level. And community is the real utility here. And um, I, I just thought it made a lot of sense to be able to utilize what I do on a day-to-day -day basis and provide it in a NFT format with the IP of my lazy lion, because I think it just made a lot of sense with, um, the evolution of the, of the cubs of, uh, of, of a baby cub, a teenage cub, and then, and then the, the OG lion and using it in terms of trying to provide a, the lesson that training is a process and that training is something that you just don't do because you're an athlete. I say, I'd say that to recruits on a daily basis. Um, training is something you do because you want to be healthy. And there's a lot to gain from training. And there's a lot of things that I really love about the training experience and why I do what I do is, is there's no depth chart in the gym. I do work with teams. Um, I work with competitive teams. And our, and our goal is to always win. But when you're in the weight room, there's no depth chart. And, you know, the weights are the same, the weights are consistent and everybody has the same opportunity to try to improve regardless of what your role and status is on the team. And I've seen how getting physically stronger improves somebody's self-confidence. And a lot of what I do, the way I coach is so much of it's so much of it's a qualitative approach rather than a quantitative approach. But I've seen physical transformation to change. But more importantly, I've, I've seen mental and physical, mental and spiritual things change through the training process. And um, I think what I really wanted to do is, I, as I always want to impact others, because that's kind of like my ethos, but I thought that I could help other people realize that they can become better through physical exercise and physical training programs. And in turn, that will help their own self-confidence to do things that they probably would have never done before in their life. Because I've seen it happen. I've seen it with hundreds and thousands of athletes over the course of years. I've seen it with personal training clients. I've seen it 
uh, you run the gamut. And um, it just made a lot of sense to be able to put something together. Um, and yeah, it, it was the, the process was once I once I got a milk and a juice, I kind of, you know, I made my cubs. And then I, you know, I, 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 I talked to a lot of people. I talked to Mary Beth. I talked to Otto. I talked to Tater Todd. I shared it with you, Drew. I shared it with Fanzo. I'm like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Like, do you think this could work? I shared it with other coaches and other friends in the space. And they're like, yeah, dude, it makes a lot of sense. Um, so I just kind of ran with it and I rolled with it and then, um, you know, made all the graphics, made some NFTs, like they said, you know, just off of Canva and, and um, made little files and attached PDFs to them and unlocked content. And, and I would have never known how to do this like a year ago, but um, just understanding the space, understanding how to create content. It's been, um, it's been fun. It's been fun and then to launch a series and then to share it and give, give some away but also to be able to start a group, a support group um, with people that hold the programs has been really fun too. And I know not everybody's quite active and maybe some people are intimidated, but I try to help everybody um, and make modifications if we need to, but really try to educate and, and help people realize that consistency is the goal. Like it's not about just a workout. It's about sequencing workouts together to the point where you're training and you're actually improving and sometimes a lot of people just need help along the way to take those first initial steps. And then once they start to build and generate some momentum, now, now they're, they're in control. They, they, they've got the ownership and they've got the power in their own hands to accomplish whatever it is that they want to accomplish. And um, that's the goal with the Lion Strength Series is to try to really help everybody release and unleash their inner lion within themselves. And, um, you know, it's something I can offer that I'd love, to, I'm, I'm proud to be able to offer to all our med athletes holders is they have access to these same programs. They're going to get them when I, when I start to put them out, I'll share them in discords as, as downloads so that they can perform them as well as, and we do have some people in the med athletes that have, that have bought the NFTs and they're in the community too, which is fun. Um, but yeah, that's a, just, just another benefit of being a holder. No, so many good things to unpack there. I think the, the two ones that stand out to me are, um, first of all, I think the, I think the, the strength series went out to the meta-athletes even a couple of days before the strength series, so or the, uh, the other holders. Um, maybe that's alpha. Maybe that was just a mistake. But I thought that was kind of cool that, you know, they do get kind of first dibs. And they also, you know, whether, you know, I chose to support you, right? Meta-athletes holders can choose to support you, which I think is the beauty of Web3 and, and, you know, who we choose to support. Um, there's a lot of people that talk about supporting and then people actually show up with their wallets. And um, we talk about all the time that that's how you're truly supporting somebody is with your wallet. If you're going to show up and, and truly support them, whether that's buying merch, buying their NFT, showing up for their events, um, or actively participating in the community. Uh, two things to unpack that were huge for me is I want to give you a shout out for executing. You know, I think a lot of people come to the space and the first thing after becoming a collector is they want to figure out how they can kind of figure out one, how they can build a business or, you know, push their idea to, to fruition. And, um, you know, this also kind of resume, resonated with me yesterday in the podcast episode with Drew Austin. Um, he talked about just getting your hands dirty and executing and putting collections out there and, and, um, and trying to figure it out. And so uh, big shout out to you because, I mean, I'm sure every single person that has, has come to the space has had some type of idea or concept come to them. Maybe that was their aha moment for them to understand why the space is, is significant, but um, a very small percentage of people actually act on that. And so um, whether it's a 10 piece collection or 10,000 piece collection, uh, I definitely want to give you a shout out for executing and uh, for your holders. I mean, just for you to show up and, and have the resources available. 
I'm somebody that I, I definitely believe in the concept of when the student is ready, the teacher appears, and uh, you know the teacher just has to keep on appearing. And then when the student's ready, they'll they'll participate and and they will get active. And I think that that's the beauty of you is you constantly show up, whether that's um, new programming, whether that's you sharing messages on Twitter. I mean, you're posting massive amounts of content, and uh, and to be honest, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to, you know, when I look at it, I'm just like, man, this could be a line better or this could be a little bit smaller or, but at the end of the day, it's the message, it's the content, it's the experience that you're providing to people that don't have that experience. That's the, uh, that's the true utility. And so these holders, you know, they don't have to come in and like crush your program on day one. I was actually just talking to uh, one of the holders earlier today. I'm like, if you do a Peloton ride, I'll do a Peloton ride. If we do five days a week, I think Coach B will be pretty happy with us if we get in five rides. And so um, for me, that's progress, right? Because a lot of people, they, they will admit to taking months off from training or months off from, from moving their bodies and, and getting the physical side in. And um, so applaud you for, for having the resources available and, and pushing people to work on progress versus that perfection piece. Um, I actually wanted to invite a couple of people up. Uh, I think Paul just left. Maybe I'll let you up too. Um, BJC or Naomi, I think is behind the profile picture. Uh, I would love to, uh, to have you share a little bit about first, um, this is long overdue, but for you to share a little bit about your collection, your experience, and uh, maybe where you're at with the process now, because um, I'm sure a lot of people would love to hear your story and, and to hear uh, what your current experience is. Yes, um, of course. Thank you so much um, for having me. I'm just going to pin up my personal account to the top so that people have an idea of who I am. And then I'll talk a little bit about what VJC um, is and what I've sort of been up to in the NFT space. But first of all, um, it's super cool to hear your voices. It's super cool to hear from Coach. I'm so inspired. I'm um, just hearing some of the stuff that you've been saying. And I, um, well, firstly, I'm, my name's Naomi and I'm a triple jumper. I'm a 10 times British champion in triple jump. I went to the world champs this year in Oregon. Didn't do as well as I wanted to, but then bounced back and got a Commonwealth um, bronze medal. Um, and I also went to the European championships as well. I'm the British under 23 record holder in the triple jump and I've been triple jumping for 10 years now. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about me. I got into the NFT space in January after losing my sponsor. Um, I really wanted to find a way of how I could, I don't even know, it's sort of like build my own community instead of sort of relying on other sponsors or relying on middlemen. What could I do to build my own community and get to know different people, maybe who aren't triple jump fans or sports fans, but build connections with them. Um, so yeah, I got into the NFT space and I've, I've really enjoyed it so far, but the reason why I really relate to what coach was saying is because today at training, I train with some, a lot of the British champions, world medalists and stuff like that. And one of them was like, oh, is it even worth it? Like is training worth it? And then I was thinking in my head, like, even if I didn't win another medal, just the benefits of training and just being in a routine and getting stronger and working out alone, like I'd take it because there's so many benefits to it. So I totally um, agree and, and love everything that you've said. Um, but yeah, um, and a little bit about VJC, the account that I'm behind. Um, I was reached out by um, VJC's assistant and VJC stands for Vincent J. Chiapetta, um, who is the co-founder of the New York City Marathon. Um, so he founded the marathon um, 
gosh, he must have been in the 1970s now. Um, and he was the former president of New York Roadrunners. And he's also an artist. And it's literally just in the past few years where he sort of revealed to all his friends and his close ones that he just loves art and really wants to get his art out there. And he felt like the NFT space and Twitter and social media was going to be his way of sort of, um, you know, bridging that gap between sports and art and getting his art artwork out there to the to the people so that's a little bit about vjc and myself but i really appreciate you um having me here today of course and it's it's great to hear your voice you know you and i have been going back and forth for probably months now and um a little bit of a time difference made it tough for for aligning some of these spaces but i think we're on early enough today to get you on and, and to share and uh, it's great to hear from you because i've heard i've heard your story so many times through uh, other spaces, other great people in the space. And uh, so it's great to finally connect. And um, I'm kind of curious with your, with your project, um, what can people expect? What can people expect from a, a community standpoint? And I love your message on kind of thinking of the middleman because I come from the world of, of tying athletes to brands and athletes to partnerships. And, um, you know, my main mission for the last couple of years has always been for the athlete themselves to go directly to the fan base and have not only a deeper connection with their fan base, but opportunities for the fans and the athlete to, to really work together on a, on a shared mission of some type. It could be a nonprofit, it could be a new startup, or it could simply just be um, having access to the athlete in ways that maybe wasn't wasn't necessarily available or necessarily even thought about previously. So I, I love your concept. I mean, working in NASCAR, we feel that all the time because in NASCAR, the fans support the driver by supporting the sponsors, right? And that doesn't necessarily always come through for affinities for the for the fans. So this opportunity to go direct and, and connect directly with the athlete kind of ties out that middleman. Instead of instead of supporting a sponsor, you can support the athlete directly. And I think that that's what you've done perfectly. So with your collection, not that there needs to be utility or there needs to be anything, you know, extremely special about it, but what can people expect when when they come in and where are you at? And are you still minting as well? Yeah, so my personal collection is called Afro Chicks. And um, but the main sort of reason I made it, as I said, was to help fund my athletics journey and to also help underfunded and underprivileged. Um, so the reason why um, I decided to go with the natural hair is just because I felt like I really wanted to tap into that representation and not just appeal to solely just athletes but to the wider community and people who sort of look like me and can relate to me as a black woman as well um, but yeah my, my collection uh, the sort of utility behind it is that when I compete I will select um, a holder and wear the NFT that I've drew that they own um, on my kit when I compete so if I'm on the TV or if there's any photos taken they can kind of see their NFT their own Afro chick like like on me as I'm jumping and that kind of gives that extra level of connection um, because as I said when I was sponsored by like a big brand like that was cool but you know people didn't feel that sort of connection to it at all um, but now it's like oh my gosh like I'm watching Naomi compete I've never watched the triple jump before but now we get to see an NFT that me buying that NFT supported her and now I'm seeing it on her kit as she competes um, so that was one of the utilities that I thought was really special and I really made an effort to shout them out on my main Instagram um, and just try and show each person in my community that they're really valued um another thing as well is that for people who've collected a certain number of afro chicks um i'll do like a private community sort of call community spaces um just try and promote them because as my following and profile grows as an athlete i'm able to promote things that they're doing whether they've got their own projects clothing lines or businesses that they want to sort of promote i want to help them in that way 
Um, and really, I've probably got the most benefit or the most utility, and that's not financial in terms of the actual connections that I've made. I, as I said, underperformed when I went to the World Championships, and I heard a scream in the crowd, and I was like, I know my family aren't here because we're in Oregon, and I'm from Manchester in England, and it was some of the NFT community who actually came out to watch, and I couldn't believe my eyes when I actually saw that people who have never even seen them in real life, I've only seen a JPEG of them, actually bought a ticket and came out and supported me, and that just showed me the power of the Web3 community, and uh, um, also alongside that um, we've made donations to different charities as well and they've been super grateful for this community and it, it puts the NFT and Web3 scene in a really positive light because there can be so much um, negativity around it and even being able to connect with people like Vincent and help him through this space has just been amazing so I think that's a bit of the ways that I've used the NFT space to, to grow the community. That's amazing. That's massive impact. I mean, to have to have somebody show up to, to your events and, and shout out to you is amazing and, and probably a great feeling for you to have. And um, yeah, no, this is this is great, Naomi. I would love to figure out how we can collaborate, how we can work together in the future and, and amplify your message and, and what you're building. Um, I think it's a great example of, of the Web3 space. It's a great example of an athlete taking advantage, but also using the platform for good. And um, it's not always the case. So it's really refreshing to hear that athletes, you know, there are athletes uh, like us at Meta Athletes and some of the partners that we have that are truly building for the space um, versus just using their, their name and image and likeness to uh, extract from it. But uh, Coach B, I'm kind of curious on, on uh, a couple of things, but regarding DGen talk, I think we'll kind of wrap up the space a little bit of DGen talk, but uh, before we hop into that, um, I want to kind of dive into some NFT 365 updates, uh, things that we're, we're kind of wrapping up on season one of NFT 365 and, and going straight into the, uh, the Mosaic collection being released. And it's actually still in the works. We don't know if it's going to go off to auction. We don't know if it's going to go to a private uh, collector, but uh, we have been collecting an NFT every single day since November 11th of uh, 2021. Uh, minting a new project every single day in the mid phase, and uh, for us, you know, not just collecting NFT, but also bringing people on our journey with a with a podcast, uh, a thirty to forty five minute podcast of evergreen content daily, which is actually insane. It's it's like the whole team is, uh, you know, we're kind of counting down the days, but at the same time, can't believe that you know. I think I just edited the podcast for today. I think it was three forty two, and to be three forty two out of three sixty five was is a while because it, it really felt like the year would take so long and for us to get through just because of the, the amount of effort and, and time it takes to put together, not only to record, like for Fanzo to cut the time to record a podcast, evergreen podcast every single day, but then to go to the team to be edited and, and then chopped up for content and micro content across all platforms. Um, it's a massive system and it's something that is uh, very, very taxing and draining, but it's also really rewarding because of the network and, and the impact that we've made in the space. And um, yeah, so it's a really exciting time to, to pay attention to NFT 365. Um, in addition to a podcast, we thought it'd be a good idea to do, to do a daily spaces recording of the podcast. And so uh, today is at 2 p.m. Eastern and you can find that on, on Fanzo's uh, social fans uh, Twitter account. But uh, leading up to November 11th, we'll be on Spaces Daily recording the podcast. Um, and then it usually will come out the next day on the actual podcast. And so if, uh, if you want to have a little bit of uh, leeway and, and be one of the first listeners, you can do that. You can do so live on Spaces. Um, we've had some amazing interviews over the last couple of weeks. Um, one of one artists like Sabbath and, and Gabe Weiss. I don't know if everybody's seen the Stoics collection, but uh, Stoics had had a, you know, a really interesting story from being hacked in their initial mint to then really being able to take off and 
um, Gabe Weiss did a really great job of, of putting the emphasis on his art versus putting the emphasis on collectors and, and NFT flippers. Um, he prolonged the metadata of his collection. I, I want to say 48 hours uh, after the reveal, or maybe it was 24 hours after the reveal, so that people can go in and choose which art they really you know, appreciated, which art really resonated with them without knowing technically the rarity of the art. And I thought that was a really innovative way for an artist to release uh, in this space. And uh, he's done a great job with the collaborations. He's done a great job marketing. And um, he's one of the, the one of the go-to one-on-one artists, in my opinion, to look at in the space. And if you don't have a Stoics, uh, I personally, uh, I think it's something that you can hang up in your house and something that you can be really proud of to show off in your wallet. But um, another great interview, we did Ledger two days ago. Ledger provided some great opportunities to learn about not just the, the back end of what they're building and the culture that they're trying to represent to, to stay culturally relevant in the NFT and space, but um, her name was uh, Ariel Wengroff, and she's the VP of communication at Ledger. And, and really, what was most fascinating for me when I was listening into the, the podcast was she debunked a lot of myths about Ledger, um, a lot of things about showing up to events with your Ledger, losing your Ledger. Uh, getting ledgers from Amazon. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of rumors out there about you know protecting yourself and, and, and protecting your digital assets. Um, I think it was a really fascinating interview with a lot of a lot of myths debunked. Um, and then yesterday, Drew Austin, founder of Knights of Degen. I mean, if you can listen to that episode and, and not want to get into Knights of Degen, I'd be really really surprised. Um, he's somebody who ties together the great perspective, or I wouldn't say the great perspective, the perspective of bringing in. Uh, capital and bringing in fundraising into the NFT space. Uh, a lot of people have kind of question marks about it, whether it's good or bad for the space. Um, but I thought he brought some great perspective about being able to utilize and test with the capital dime versus test with the holder dime. And um, there's a lot of great things that he shared with uh, what he's done in the space with Redbeard Ventures. Uh, that's his, his his firm that has provided um, injections into super rare, injections into POAP, uh, a lot of great, a lot of great companies that are building on Web3 space. And Knights of DGen for me, personally, in the meta-athletes community is a no-brainer. And so uh, me and Fanzo literally hopped in. He got in like 30 minutes before the podcast because when we were doing our research, we realized that this is this is truly something special. And uh, for the founders to be executing at that level, is it, it really was, in my opinion, really significant for, you know, when you compare it against other 10K uh, PFP collections. Um, Knights of DGen have been out for about a year or just over a year. Uh, 3,000 in volume, and in my opinion, one of the great, greatest communities out there, and I've only been in for a couple of days. But um, not financial advice, but uh, personal advice, I think it's a good fit for a lot of our community members. And um, and when Fanzo puts them through the, the research process and ends up ends up pulling one out secondary right before interview, it's always a, that's always a good look for the collection. Um, Coach B, I kind of want to just end up on just a <laughs> – you know, you and I will be up to like 1 or 2 a.m., just like, hey, man, do you see this one? I just picked up two of these. You just grab two of these. Um, I'm kind of curious. If, if we had one DJ play to, to share with the community, uh, which one do you like of recent and maybe why? Oh, boy. That, again, not financial advice. And, of course, do your own research. Um, I, I think it's one that we kind of got into. It's a little bit of a, of a riskier one. Well, not riskier one, but it's a little bit more of a – it's an expensive one. But um, I know you were in it. And I really do like Street Machine. The, the more research I've kind of done into it from a storytelling standpoint, from the art standpoint, from the way that the founders are communicating with the with the community and everybody that's held it's 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 um, I think it was started off at a 0.03 min. I think it ran to like 0.2. 
and then pulled back around 0.12 to 0.14. And then I saw a massive run up to 0.6. And then it's been pretty steady around 0.46 to 0.52 in that range for probably, I mean, the better part of a week. Um, I think I got in a week ago and um, I was fortunate enough to be able to, to hold two. And, and there was some information being, that I've gotten um, but then the, the more, the more research that I did and the more I looked into it, it's been, it's impressive to be able to find, um, to find a team that's very transparent, that's very, um, communicative with their, with their community. They, I mean, they just opened up their discord yesterday and they're only letting 500 people in, um, because they did a lot of quality control checks in terms of security, because they know how uh, prevalent it is uh, for, for discords to get hacked. So they brought in auditors, they brought in security people to make sure everything was set, but um, you could call it a DGen play. It could be a long-term hold. I'm not quite sure yet, but that's probably the one right now. I mean, there's some other things that have been flying like Noyolings. Um, Teddy's was a play yesterday. Um, but again, like I, I don't really have enough time, honestly, to like to check all the time, but I will, I'll text you every now and then I'm like, Hey, did you see this? Did you hear about this? And then he'll come back to me and they're like, did you hear this? So um Obviously, we do. We we do love to get better, and we do like to have fun at the same exact time. So that's one thing that about the Met Athletes community is that you're gonna you're gonna get better, but we're gonna have a good time doing it at the same time. One thousand percent. And honestly, I love these conversations. A few weeks ago, or maybe a couple months ago, I was just like sitting there. I'm like, man, I need some more people that I can kind of like bounce some bounce some of the stuff off of. And you've been uh, you've been my, one of my go tos recently. Uh, Dude, I, I mean, I'll just be super transparent. I got into stream machines, but then I just I just got rid of it yesterday to get into Knights of DGen. And um, I love stream machines. I, I love where they're headed. Uh, just to be super transparent, there's two things that I don't like, though. The first one is I personally feel like they're prolonging the the, the unrevealed process just to kind of pump up volume. Um, I know that's kind of attacking the space, and I feel like they're definitely doing that. I mean, um, definitely doesn't take that long to put together a Discord. Uh, the second reason is I just feel like they're kind of like the little brother in the space when it comes to um, their brand and, and their style and, and how they're choosing to be perceived in the space um, with kind of the anime comic book feel. Um, but then again, like I'm always a fan of culture. I'm always a fan of, of people paying attention to things for certain reasons and trying to figure out what that reason is. And um, they've had massive volume. And so they've done a great job of not only capturing attention, but keeping it. And it's very, uh, wrangle like with their volume and continued volume and uh, like you said coach p they'll drop down to like 0.4 and then they'll pop right back up to almost 0.6 and uh, so there's definitely a lot of people that are that are scooping it and, and keeping that level headed but um i would say my before we pop off my dgen play and this is like totally meme culture is our founder is dead. I think that is, I think that is the best one to launch in the last couple of weeks. And uh, for me, like, I just remember I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the living room and I, everybody has seen this, the screenshot, at least if you're on NFT Twitter, Tony, you've seen the screenshot of, uh, of this community mod <laughs> telling the community after the, after the sellout that the mods or the, uh, the founder's dead. And I just remember sharing that with my girlfriend. I'd be like, this is so funny. I like read it out loud to her and she did not get it at all. And she's like, oh, my God, like, what are they going to do? And she thought it was, like, serious. And um, for me, like, seeing it shared so much in NFT Twitter and almost every single, you know, I would say, um, I would say almost every single NFT 
influencer has some kind of touch point, whether they talk about it on the morning show or they tweet it out and, and they have something funny to say or they shit post about it. Um, but I love the meme culture and, and how it attacks and how it can kind of lighten the mood of, of the whole space. And um, in my opinion, I think it's like a 0.005 floor price right now. I've, I have 20 of them. I've been like picking them up and just putting them in my friend's walls because I think it's going to do really well in a couple of weeks. But um, that's my play for the week because I'm totally bought into meme culture. I'm totally bought into... Um, to people having touch points on, on certain events. And um, the fact that that Twitter picture, that screenshot circulated and this team launched with art that hasn't been used uh, almost two days later, I think is insane. I think that that's massive execution by the team. Um, not only smart for a timely fashion, but to be able to put together uh, our generation, put together Discord, put together Twitter and the whole storyline behind it with members that are putting up daily spaces. Um, if anything, I'm just applauding them for, for their effort and their DJ effort. But uh, I think that's all I have for today, Coach B. I don't know if you, anything that you want to leave with, uh, with the team, but uh, it's been a really good, really good first Wednesday. Yeah, I agree. I think this is uh, this will be this will be a nice little thing that we can do consistently is to be able to um, share some updates about what we're doing with meta athletes and share some insights and share some DGen plays. If that's what we're going to do on a week to week, I guess I better I better bone up on some research. And then, um, yeah, and then just kind of basically just share with our community and connect with our community in a different way. So, and maybe bring in some other community members. Totally agree. And actually, I just saw MetaFans popped in. Uh, I want to give them a chance to uh, to come up and, and maybe share some cool stuff that they have going on. Um, see, oh, there we go. Hey, MetaFans, how are you? What is up, guys? How are we doing? Doing good, doing good. This is our, our first initial Wednesday with the Meta Athletes team. And uh, not only is there a lot of cross-collaboration just between community members for, for both of our collections, but uh, we're definitely in the works to figure out how we can, we can come together and, and create some legitimate partnerships with, uh, with the MetaFans community and founders. And so I would love, uh, we do a lot of communication kind of behind the scenes and, and a couple of DMs here and there, but I would love uh, MetaFans to kind of share what's going on and uh, maybe how some, some holders and, and NFT members can take advantage of the MetaFans uh, ecosystem without necessarily being a holder. Yeah, yeah. So, so one way um, the meta athletes can can kind of uh, partake in our community without really owning the meta fans is we are running a squares pools for for the NFL games every Thursday and Monday. So we have two squares pools uh, every week, and all you need is a MetaMask wallet to sign in, and you can go into clubhouse.metafans.com and and pick a square, um, and it's free to play. Don't need a meta fans. Obviously, if you have a meta fans, you you would get a, a higher prize, but it is not required. Um, so that is one way to to get involved with us fairly quickly and risk free. Uh, another way is we are actually running a uh, a promotion to to new holders, and if you if you go check our pin tweet out. Um, and just follow the instructions and mint a MetaFan within 72 hours of, of doing all of the all of the requirements. We're going to send you back that 0.08 ETH that would take to uh, to mint a MetaFan. So you basically get one for free. Um, I know that we've been in talks in the background, and I'm I'm super excited to uh, to to you know to bring this to light soon enough uh, to both of our communities. Uh, here at MetaFans, we love what you guys are doing, um, and and we've been we've been kind of in conversation for a while now. So I'm glad that you guys are running this Wednesday. Uh, this is super cool, and I, I can't wait to be 
in more spaces with you guys. Um, but yeah, you know, other than that, we uh, we've been sending our members out to, to NFL games every week. Uh, I think we just sent out last week to a couple members to Cleveland and and uh, and a couple of members, obviously, to the to Miami. Um, so that's been that's been fun. That's awesome. No, I appreciate you sharing all of that. And um, yeah, we are slowly releasing some of this uh, information to our whole base and our community. And I think uh, it's important that um, like just what you guys are doing for in terms of utility is massive. Uh, and it definitely brings the conversation and attention to utility NFTs. And uh, for us to be so aligned with, you know, having the same affinities of sports, athletes, experiences. Um, and you guys are also tying in some education plays, which, which you know, in my opinion, should just be a Every 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 collection, every NFT collection should be focused on adoption, onboarding, and, and providing resources, even if it's for the current holders to help onboard and provide resources for potentially new members of the NFT space. And um, I just saw Sui came up. We'll get him up here. Um, another thing, too, Meta fans, we we're gonna do this every single Wednesday, and uh, I would love to cut out a segment to bring you guys in, whether it's the uh, it's a team, it's a community member or um, anybody from your team that wants to come in and share and be part of the conversation. We want to cut out some space for you guys. And so uh, just keep that in mind. And we'll be here every single Wednesday. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. We'd, uh, we'd love that. So uh, definitely, definitely uh, sign us up for that. We're, we're, we're good for that. Appreciate that. Awesome. And the number one, the, the number one representation of meta fans, Sui just popped up. What's up, man? Yo, 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 yo. Hey, Manny. What up, dude? You know I love you. Yeah, same here, brother. Hey, anybody in the Miami area, make sure you hit Manny's tailgate for the football games at the Fins. Uh, dude goes off hard. He's going to get a national tour next year. That's what he's working on. We're, we're, we're building it. Yeah, we're building it. Manny, are you guys doing anything for Basil? So we – I'm so sad. We were, and I was – I was, man, you, you got – you understand. I – um. I'm basically the glorified party thrower here at MetaFans. Um, I, I, I'm in charge of, of planning the events and, and doing all that fun stuff. Um, and we were, man, I was planning a, a, a massive party. Uh, but the community, you know, obviously we, we put it to a vote. And the community wants to see a another really big Super Bowl watch party. Um, and so we've... we've uh, moved our attention in, in, out of December and into February. Um, I'm still going to be around because I live down here. Uh, and I, I have a couple of, of projects that, uh, you know, we may collaborate in a small way to where, you know, MetaFans is in there in some kind of fashion. Uh, but doing something at Art Basel, we're probably going to have to move that to, to next year, unfortunately. But, yeah, I'll, I'll be around. So I'll definitely be present. Awesome. Yeah, Fanzo and I will be down there for sure. We went last year and uh, we spoke at a couple conferences, but uh, yeah, getting some of those Art Basel experiences are, they're always, it's always a good time down there for sure in, in Miami. We got to, <laughs> I got to book now because last time I didn't book in time and ended up like, it was bad. It was oh, bad dude, you're, you're, to, dude, you're already, you're already late. You're already late. You're starting, you're starting to get into that, uh, you're starting to get into that Miami convenience fee uh, time period. I do this every single time. But uh, no, that's really great to know. I'll definitely hit you up and, uh, and kind of let you know our plans. And it'd be interesting to, to see what you guys are up to during that time frame. Otherwise, I think uh, not only does the community want that, but I mean, that's massive for you guys to have a, a super. You guys did something really cool last year, right? 
we uh yeah yeah so we were um we were launching we were launching around that time or we had launched around that time and so we um we did like this like rooftop kind of party and we we partnered up with a couple other uh other brands um but yeah it was super cool it was it was in this like in this dude's like penthouse uh big big wraparound kind of like balcony um yeah it was it was fun it was a lot of fun that's awesome nope can't wait to continue to collaborate with you guys and i appreciate you hopping up and and sharing some of the news um we're, we're gonna relay some of that to our older base and um and we'll definitely figure out some ways. Sui, Sui's always sharing uh, what's doing with Meta fans, and so it's it's cool to have this. Uh, actually, we have a we have a ton of uh, cross collaboration and cross ownership, and um, so I'm excited to explore more partnerships with you guys and, and figure out what that looks like to to bring more utility to our holders. But um, I think that pretty much wraps up the uh, the first Wednesday, Coach B. What do you think? I thought it was awesome. I can't wait to um, to do these more frequently, and then again, like I said before, just be able to connect a little bit more. Um, with our community and anybody, any future potential med athletes, people to join our team. I totally agree. I just want to make sure that everybody knows um, this is totally a community space. Uh, anybody that wants to pop up, ask questions, join the conversation, um, it, it's open for everybody. And so um, starting next week, if you have anything that you want to share or anything that you want to, to ask the team, feel free to pop up and, and get it answered. But uh, I think we'll wrap up today. Uh, I haven't eaten today, so I need to go eat something before my next meeting. And, uh, and then I'll hop on the Peloton, Coach B. You don't have to worry. I've also texted a couple of your strength holders, too. Yo, um, I just I want to point out again, like Sui said, if anybody, if any meta athletes are down here in Miami and plan to go to the tailgate or plan to go to the Dolphins game, we're hosting a, a tailgate there. And if you, I, I'm doing certain things for, for meta fans holders. If you tell me that you are a meta, meta athlete holder, I'll hook you up just the same as a meta fan uh, with food, drinks, and uh, and all the prizes I plan to have out. My man. That's love. That Sui. is amazing. Sui, we dropping down? Yeah, you ready? I, I got a go bag ready at all times. <laughs> Your fanny pack? Your leather fanny pack? <laughs> my, my grande fanny pack. Your grande oh, fanny pack. Manny, that's awesome, man. I, I, I'll definitely shout that out to our holders and let them know um, if anybody's in the area. Yeah, that. yeah, definitely, definitely. Let them know. I'd, I'd love to see them come through. I'd love to show some love uh, to you guys and your community. So if, yeah, if they come by the tailgate, let them know to tell me that they're a meta athlete. They don't need to have a meta fan, and uh, and I'll hook them up. That's cool. That's awesome. All right, guys, that kind of wraps today's uh, today's first Wednesday, and we'll see everybody next week.